We're alive, y'all are on, and this is Vows, baby. Huevos. Buddha. What? How you gonna throw it to me before you? How you gonna throw it to me before you say a sports podcast? Facts. You're right about that. Sports podcast. Buddha. Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls about balls, and uh, we are your hosts. I'm Buddha. Willie. It smells like a big vaccine full of fags. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, episode one ninety eight. What's nine plus eight plus one, dude? Eighteen. Peyton Manning. Ow. Second greatest quarterback of all time. Hey, accolades. Hey, um, he might be the best quarterback of all time, though. No cappy. Well, guys, it's been a busy week in sports, so let's get Super let's busy. get right to it. Um, you know, we should probably start with you know the the World Games, uh, the Olympics uh, that were supposed to take place last year. Um, they are here now. They just started. Um, this past week on Friday. And, um, you know, so far the biggest story to come out is with Simone Biles and her withdrawal from the team competition um, for a a medical issue. Turns out, you know, it was due to mental health issues. Uh, So... Because of that, whether for the good or for the bad, the women won the silver medal in the team all around. So, um, yeah, what what are your guys' thoughts on on everything that's kind of gone down in the media, how she's been portrayed, you know, either? I think, um, well, I think it takes a lot for her to do this just in general because, you know, um, it's very hard, you know, especially in the black community to take, you know, your mental health seriously. And, you know, it's like great to see someone of her stature as well as um, Naomi Osaka, you know, as, um, you know, she sat out a couple of events as well for um, her mental health. And But I think it's just, you know, there's been a lot of pressure on Simone Biles, you know, for the last, like, I don't know, like, what's, what's it been, seven, eight years of just dominance, right? you know? Isn't that doesn't that get heavy? Yeah. You know, especially especially after you're dealing with all the you know the U.S. gymnastic team with um their coach and she was the face of that, you know, telling you know about like the sexual assaults and things like that, and then also you know having injuries and still going out and winning world championships, winning U.S. championships, just they naming moves after her, and then. At the same time, you know, she's doing some of the best stuff that you've ever seen. And she's not even getting credit for it anymore. Like, they're kind of like, 
lowering the, well, not even lowering the bar. I would say like raising the bar for her so much and not for these other athletes. And, you know, I guess that gets tired. <clears throat> All right. Well, I've been waiting for this podcast to, to say this. I haven't, been, I haven't gone on social media to respond to some of the things that the people are saying um, because I don't want to be disrespectful. Number one, Simone Biles is literally the best gymnast we've ever seen. Period. She's done her part. She doesn't have to do this for the rest of her life. Exactly. She's the best gymnast we've ever seen. I don't know if we're ever going to see the things that she's done from another woman ever again. And the thing about it is, is that it's not tough to find this kind of talent in the black community. Like people have been flipping like that for years. It's just, <clears throat> I think she has the good combination of skill and size considering she's four foot eight well, like a buck 20. So she's got the perfect size for her to really like get herself in the air and do some of these things at such an acrobatic pace right. that it, it, it puts her next level. Um, secondly, America, y'all are assholes. Really are. That girl is 24 years old. She's a baby. Think about what you were doing at 24 years old. Could you handle the pressures of a team and a country on your shoulders after a pandemic? Naomi Osaka is 23 years old. She's claimed to be Japanese and Haitian, two completely different cultures that she's trying to champion. And every time she does something for the other culture, the opposite culture has something to say. Yeah, bashes her. Come on, man. Like mental health, like when you hear mental health, it doesn't necessarily they, it doesn't necessarily always have to be something dramatic. Like if I get up one day and say I'm taking a mental health day from work, it doesn't mean that I'm going through something, but maybe I probably don't want to go to fucking work. I probably woke up and my body was just like, you know what, bro, I want to lay in this bed today. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna lay my ass in this bed. Naomi and um freaking Simone probably got up and was like, yo. I'm not having a good day. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this right now. Simone already has eight or nine gold medals. I think she knows when she's like good. She doesn't feel good. So what's the point of putting out a trash product? Same thing with Naomi Osaka. Like I'm not going to go out there and lose when I know I'm going to lose. Especially when I got money. So And the accolades. Yeah. So now I kind of want to pull from something that you usually do. I want to read something real quick. Um, I love it. This is a a tweet from a fellow gymnast that Simone Biles um, retweeted, and um, it's actually going to bring up something that neither of you guys brought up. And I don't know if you know, maybe forgot, or just you know, whatever the case may be. So it makes me so frustrated to see comments about Simone being not mentally tough or quitting on her team. We are talking about the same girl who was molested by her team doctor throughout her entire childhood and teen years. That's the, the Carl Nasser uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, won, all the, won the world all-around championship title while passing a kidney stone. Put her body through an extra year of training through the pandemic. Added so much difficulty to her routines that the judges literally do not know how to properly rate her skills because they are so ahead of her time. All of this while maintaining her responsibilities to her endorsement deals, the media, 
personal relationships, etc. And some people can still honestly say Simone Biles is soft. She's a quitter. That girl has endured more trauma by the age of 24 than most people will ever go through in a lifetime. For non-gymnasts, the fact that she balked mid-air and accidentally did a one and a half on her first vault instead of a two and a half is a big deal. It's terrifying. She could have been severely injured getting lost in the air like that. The fact that she somehow landed on her feet shows her experience and is incredible. The margin for error on a skill like that is insanely low. Very small wrong move, career ending, or even worse, life-threatening injuries can occur. Um, After her track record of all – sorry, this is the last part. After her track record of all she's pushed through, the fact that she took herself out of the competition on her own merit means that whatever she is dealing with internally has to be insurmountable and should be taken seriously despite – what she's able slash choosing to articulate to the public in interviews. We will never know or fully understand her personal choices and struggles. She does not deserve to have any judgment passed, number one, because she's a human, and number two, after all she's done for the sport. Plus, all of that she's had to endure because of the sport and the joke of an organization who protected her predator instead of her and her teammates for years. Regardless if she comes back for AA and EF or not, she is the GOAT. So <clears throat> that was going to go to my third point. And thank you, Buddha, for sharing that. I love, you know, I love articles, but that was a phenomenal choice and a great read. Good job. Um, so my, my third point here is, is that I don't think we understand how dangerous athletics is, right? Like we watch these games and we see like these things occur or whatever. Like I saw somebody on social media after, um, after um, Giannis had got hurt and they were trying to demean his hyperextended knee and it was like, oh, that's not a big deal. <laughs> Hyperextend your okay. knee. Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, right. and those are the people who don't play sports or have never had that, that kind of injury. I have hurt my leg in that exact same way. That is not fun. Right. Okay. Things things rip. Things snap. Swelling occurs. It hurts. It hurts a lot. Simone Biles luckily caught herself, and even when she did, I cringed because of all the pressure that went down on her legs. Mm-hmm. Somebody on social media had talked about that. The same thing that, not necessarily in the same. Um, what's the word? The same difficulty. But like lost themselves, they called it the twisties, quote unquote, yes. on NBC. Um, she said that she had the twisties and ended up being paralyzed. Yeah. And from wow. from what she's saying, could be for the rest of her life. Like she's trying to, you know, um, rehab, but she broke her neck and was paralyzed. I, I'm sorry, dude. Like if I know that I'm in a place where I lost myself in the middle of of a of a somersault, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm taking some time too. Yeah, because that could be your life next time. Like there might not be a, a, a second time right. that happens. Right. And I'm 24. Crazy. People are trash, bro. Yeah. Just too entitled. People are trash. We're we're entitled to hold somebody over for representing a country we don't really care for like that. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. Like, the only reason why you care about that young lady is because she's winning. The fuck? I don't have time for that shit. That's wild to me. Like, 
it's part of her patriotic duty. Like somebody legitimately said that on social media. I was like, we're patriots now in in the Olympics. These are the same patriots who never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, we're we're patriots now with the Olympics? The Olympics. I guess. That's wild. That's wild to me, bro. That's yeah, wild. Ask, ask, that, ask that person what they've ever trained four years for. Their whole lives. <laughs> right. Just like, to do just to do something every two to four years. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you know that, and that's the thing. Like every time, every time, bro, somebody in this country does something to disappoint, disappoint me, and so, I and I mean that in in reference to sports too. Like it's always something, something happens in sports where you see people's reactions, and you know you really you see their true colors. Oh my gosh! It's like for every good story, there's like a bad one. So speaking of bad ones, uh, the men's basketball team. Um, oh, you snap! That was a beautiful segue. Losing, losing to France. Yikes! Yikes. Uh, well, no, but no. France does have a squad. No, but... it's well, our sport. Is... Well, that's you not should... fair because here's here's the reason why, and I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm gonna let you get your point. I'm, I'm sorry to pull a Kanye right now, but soccer is England's sport. England hasn't won a European tournament in like 50, 60 years, and they haven't won the World Cup since 1966. So the rest we're at a place now where the rest of the where the rest of the world is catching up, and we can't just pick random ass pros now and say, hey, like we can play with you guys. Like, no offense. KD and Jason Tatum have no business being out on the court together. None. Ever. They're the same. It's the same guy. So let me ask you this: Would they be better off? Would they be better off putting, um, like, what if they did something to where whatever team wins the NBA championship that year, like just a regular team that has chemistry and already knows, like, have has everything together? You think they'd be better off than just a team of they all stars or whatever? They, they could be, be, but there's too many if foreign they, players. If there's not foreign players on that oh, team, that's yeah, true, 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 yeah. true, 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 true. So here's here's what here's what I'm gonna say. I think it's it's a lot of things yeah. that we're not taking into context here. Um, so here's number one. Um, I've always said this, and I and I and and sometimes people got to realize the context in which they have to realize the context in which the sport plays out. First off, the international game is very different from the professional game. Have you ever watched an international game, Buddha? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I probably did last Olympics. I haven't yet this year. Okay, so now that you're kind of watching more basketball, when you do rewatch, you're going to see a lot of the nuances that are not in the NBA. Okay. First off, they let a lot of they let a lot of soft fouls call let let a lot of soft fouls go. There's some calls that are used there that aren't used in the NBA anymore, <clears throat> and it's different. That's number one. Number two, I think another thing that goes misinterpreted is, you know, this is our problem sometimes with the NBA. Um, Evan Fournier had him a phenomenal game against the United States. I mean, he took the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And people are shocked about this. But Evan Fournier and, been a baller. And my thing is, is like, has it ever occurred to anybody that like, you know, they're literally in the best league for that sport in the world for a reason? 
doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything <clears throat> beyond what it is. Sometimes you just got your role to play. Evan Fournier has never been told we're going to give you the bulk of the scoring. Yeah. Sometimes he comes off the bench. Sometimes he's a three point shooter. Sometimes he helps with facilitation, but he's never been asked to be the 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 main scorer on the team. So he hasn't had to. He shot a lot of shots. I, I don't think he's ever. I don't think this season he shot that many shots in an NBA game as he did in that game. Okay. And and this is the best way for me to break down how this whole professional to Olympic things goes. Because Dame, who surprised me when he said that, was like, yeah, like they played an international game and they become like whole different people. And it's like, well, yeah. Right. I mean, if you if you want to take it into something like, I don't know, like frat talk, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between when we stroll on our yard versus when we travel and we go to FAM or we go to FSU or we go to UCF or USF and we stroll on their yard. Yes. You understand? We don't have to stroll on our yard the same way we strolled on their yard because people already know who we are. But when we show up, we don't know what they think about Sigmas over there. We don't. We, we might know the chapter, but every chapter says that they run their yard hey. or they're important in their yard. So we actually hey. go to that school, at and the, people are like, "Listen." At the end of the day, we know what they think about us, right? And and that's the point. Like, yeah, I don't have to do much at home. I play my role at FAU. You right. see what I mean? Like, there's some guys they don't have to. They didn't have to stroll all out at at FAU because I was there, because you were there. All right, they don't need a stroll. They could just hang out and, and, and chill. But they already knew, all right, well, if we're traveling with Nels and Buddha and Fitz, we're going to have to stroll. Right. Because them boys is going to be strolling. Right? So, you know, I, I, I take that again. And what I'm saying is, like, yeah, Fournier is going to give you 28 a game in France because he because he can. He can do that in the NBA. He can give you 20-plus points yeah, a game. He just, he just isn't being asked to do that. Exactly, bro. Like he play, he starts in the NBA. He's an NBA starter. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Scrub. Like that shit blows my mind. Like when fucking um Precious, I'm not gonna say his last name correctly. Precious Achua. Um, Achua, Achua for Nigeria blocks KD. They're like, bro, you blocked KD. I was like, he blocked KD in a game. In the, yes, in the regular season, bro. Oh my god, hey, bro. We're so, so ignorant. So let me ask you the real question though. If Team USA doesn't even medal, should we let them back in the country? Yes, of course, mm-hmm. because that'll be that'll be our wake up call for us to tighten up. And yeah, here's my I next think, thing. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. No, I was saying I think it's also you know like the selections need to be better. You know the selections need to be based on who's like well, like if they need to have like a set team kind of like structure and not just say oh yeah we're gonna pick these. 10 best guys or 12 best guys, 20 best guys. And I think, um, I mean, I hate, I know I, I love Greg Popovich as a coach, but I mean, have you seen like the decline of USA basketball since he's taken over? And I don't know if that's saying, and I don't know, and I can't blame him for that. I would say, you know, it's like the level of, the level of players from, from you know, the Coach K era to the, Popovich errors day and night. You know, you got a prime Chris Paul, a prime Kobe Bryant, a prime LeBron, a, a prime Carmelo, and a prime, I don't even know who the center was at that time. Dwight. You know, Dwight. 
that's your starting well, five, bro. Like, well, there's there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna add to this too. There's something there's something about the coaching that matters too. I blame Pop, but I don't blame Pop. Here's mm-hmm. why I say I here's why here's why I say I don't blame him per se. So we're talking about the U.S. men's national team. We're talking about the Olympic team, and at the same time, so basketball is one of the <clears> rare sports because in soccer, what a lot of people don't know, like soccer and other sports, sometimes the Olympic team and the international team they don't they don't mesh, right? Like sometimes, like the Olympic team will have some young guys. But they're not they're not used for the national team for whatever. Like for soccer, like the World Cup team isn't always the Olympic team. Right. It's just not. So we're talking about in basketball where these guys are doing the Olympics and they're doing world tournaments. There's a huge difference between that and the NBA, but there's not much difference between the Olympic structure and college. Because at the end of the day, it's a program. Mm-hmm. The NBA, you can run as a business because you have a whole bunch of other people that's going to help you out with whatever it is that you need assistance with. Um, here, it's a program. Mike Krzyzewski was phenomenal with this because he literally ran one of the better programs in one of the more rigorous leagues in basketball, which was Duke in the ACC. Now, what people don't understand is, we, you know, ACC basketball, which – people I, for some reason always seem to forget they're always fielding champions right we've had north carolina we've had maryland we've had um syracuse Sir, no syracuse is uh well now they're in the acc so yeah syracuse um did i mention virginia virginia tech has come a long way like these are Boy, schools no. You see what I'm saying? Like, there are schools that are legitimately winning. And, like, he successfully built a program that has stayed consistent. Like, each program has had, like, its time in the sun. But they always compete against Duke. They always compete against Duke. And Krzyzewski was good at being able to run, maintain, and keep the program going. Which, you know, Popovich doesn't have to do. There's a massive difference between the San Antonio Spurs and the Duke Blue Devils. And I think yeah. that, you know, it would have been better. I don't think he wanted the job to begin with, but it would have been it would we wouldn't have had this problem, I don't think, if Jim Beheim would have been the coach. Agreed. I don't think so. Um so I originally th- was supposed to be, correct? Yes, exactly. So my whole thing is is that next time around we need to make sure that it's a college coach. You can do a hybrid. I think the best thing ever is to have like a college coach run it and then have a staff with pro coaches, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's that's phenomenal. It's great because, you know, at the end of the day, the structure of the team is cognizant of the college coach. You <clears throat> see what I mean? So, like, I just feel like I blame Pop, but I don't blame Pop at the same time. Is Who's in charge of um, USA Basketball? Is it still Jerry Colangelo? Uh, I believe so. I'm gonna take a I'm, look. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. No. I don't know if it's Jerry Colangelo anymore. He did a good job running the running the uh, running that program as the executive. But yeah, man, I wouldn't say don't let him in. I just think you know it's time to recognize that it's time to recognize that you these can't. other countries are catching up, bro. Yeah, they're catching you up. Can't, 
you can't just play a pickup game and win by 50 anymore. Right? Yeah, that's not that that's not going to happen. It, it hasn't was, happened for a very long time. And you know, that was like the um what was it? The 08 team? It was that even though they won 08? by even though they won by 62 today or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But they played Iran. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, but even that Kobe team, the Co- the redeem team as they called them, you gotta remember they they was getting they was thinking it up, bro. They well, they um not almost lost, but uh Spain was giving them a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Spain was giving them a lot of issues um in that gold medal game. Remember, Kobe literally took over in the fourth quarter and hit that shot. Where he puts his he puts his finger to his mouth to quiet the crowd. Rest in peace. Um, I'm trying to. There was a quote that somebody has said. Yeah, it was Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing says it's harder to play now because of the dream team. All of the current players grew up looking up to us and watching us dominate the rest of the world, where the rest of the world caught up. True. Mm-hmm. So. That's what that is. Speaking of caught up, Buddha, we're not caught up in the world of wrestling. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. I had one last. I I appreciate the segue, but there you was like that? one. There was one last yeah. Olympic thing I needed to ask you guys. All right, what's so, up? Throw it in there, bro. I know none of us are Olympians, but if you were an Olympian, which of these uh, events would you excel at? What would be the? What would be your event? Like you talking about like in a dream world or like current? No, no, now? no, no, no. Current now, like Nels, you today. If you were forced to compete in one of these events for the USA, which do you legitimately think you would be best at? That's a great question. Um, I can answer if you're. You need a minute to think. Yes, I need a minute to think. So yeah, go ahead and answer, Broski. So me, I I fancy myself a a good badminton player. You know, for those who don't know what badminton is, you know, it's it's like tennis, but like the net's up high and you got the small little racket and the shuttlecock. And, you know, I think it's because like I'm good at getting a nice firm grip on the shuttlecock. And I'm, I'm, I'm you know what? I'm, I'm good at serving the shuttlecock. And I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm pretty good at receiving the shuttlecock, too, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it's. Yeah. So I think that'd be my event. You are a fucking fool, bro. <laughs> oh man. Uh they were like <laughs> I was trying my best. I thought she was about to be serious. <laughs> this man uh, said bad me. <laughs> <laughs> you slid. No, I am a pretty decent badminton player though. That is my actual decision. <laughs> um I don't know. Uh, I think I'd be okay at a little luge. Luge? That's yeah, a winter think, sport. That's winter sport, bro. I could luge. But it's still an Olympic sport. I'm talking about summer Olympics. Like summer, bro. Bro, I don't know, jet diving. Shot put. But you going to dive? <laughs> you nice. <laughs> Hey, no, no, I need that now. No, I need that now. No, that's it, bro. Nelson's a diamond, bro. Can you imagine his little? 
tucks and shit. Bro, if yes. I learned how to tuck, it'd be over, bro. My big uh-huh. dad, bro. You know I'm limber with it too, bro. I could probably do it. I probably fuck around. I probably fuck around. Do like a shot put or a javelin. I can throw the fuck out. of This is like a perfect. That is like no splash. It's just perfect. <laughs> bro, I'd be lit. Let me get one perfect dive. I don't know how to act. I'd retire right there. I'd be like, see perfection. I said, you got to end your career on perfection. You don't end it on perfection. What are you really like, doing? They'd be like, wait, no, no. There's more dives in the heat, nah, fam. I'm good. Nah, I'm perfect. I'm good <laughs> Y'all got it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got that was perfection, fam. Like, yeah. what else do I need? <laughs> what you want? Come on, fam. Like that's who else, wild, bro. You who, want else, who else getting a perfect score? Come no, on, bro. Like, nah, nobody. Mean, hey, come on, bro. You want me to do this shit again? You more know how hard it was for me to do that shit. Come more on, heat. Now you want more me to do that shit again? More heat. Heats, heats, heats. We're talking heats. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cuz I don't do heats, cuz nah, I am nah, heats. That's straight tens over there, cuz. What are you talking about, cuz? That is really <laughs> funny, bro. I would really do some fuck shit like that. <laughs> Oh, oh all man. right, Willie. Willie, do you have an actual answer? Um, I don't know. I think I might be able. To, um, you know, I might be able to do straight at like weightlifting or something. Something. Okay. Random. All right. But... Nah, Jim would be Jim would be a rower. <laughs> yeah. Jim would row. Rowing. Rowing. <laughs> He'd be a rower. Oh, hockey though. I might be straight at that speed walking and shit. I can see you speed walking <laughs> the shit hey, out of a course. I bro. will speed walk the fuck out of somewhere, bro. My long legs, I get strides, bro. <laughs> what is that shit even called, bro? It's speed walking. What you mean? What it's, is it's, even that? <laughs> Daddy Chell. <laughs> Daddy Chell. <chill. laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> What the fuck is even that? <laughs> I don't even know, bro. And wait, have you ever seen? You ever seen that, Willie? Yo, I'm crying. I, I don't know. I think I just heard y'all oh, saying, "Daddy, Daddy, chill." Camera, bro. The camera just pans over. Oh wait, Daddy I know chill. You, and he's I like, "What the hell is even that?" <laughs> <laughs> and Jit, yo. Hey, not gonna lie, Jit looked just like Mitt Romney too. That's the funniest <laughs> part to me. Jit looked identical to Mitt Romney. Daddy Chell. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's too good, bro. Huh. So, anyways, oh. wrestling oh. is a sport. Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> oh, wrestling is definitely a good summer sport. All right. So it's also in the Olympics. Yes. Oh. So some things that oh man have gone down as of recent. Wow, that was really good. Um so <laughs> their rumors came out that uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Different. <laughs> that shit funny as fuck. 
That's the name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) To the people listening, I apologize (laughs) for this last couple minutes. (laughs) And it's too late for me to tell you to fast forward. Right? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Like, we're deeply sorry. That Where did that be, even go? Where I did don't that know, come? but that might be the uh, hardest I've laughed in like a year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that hurt. Hey, that came out of nowhere, bro. Holy Speaking shit. of out of nowhere, let's go back to wrestling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so news that out came of out of news that came out of nowhere. Uh, oh. CM Punk, CM Punk, and uh, Brian Danielson, formerly known as Daniel Bryan. Uh, are, bro, potentially, bro. are potentially signing to AEW, which bro, is bro. fucking huge for multiple reasons. One, because we haven't seen CM Punk in a, a wrestling ring in seven years. And for two, you know, Daniel Bryan, like, is a top guy in WWE. Like, exactly. was literally just in the main event of WrestleMania in April. Um, And now he's a free agent. And what we're hearing is a, a lot of the reason CM Punk is potentially going. Now, nothing's a done deal. There's no, we haven't heard anything of actual contracts being signed. Everything's speculation still at this point. So, mind you, everything we're saying right now is take with a grain of salt. But um, it, it's one of those things where Punk is going to have full creative control, which is something he always wanted from WWE that he never got. Um, mm-hmm. So, that's appealing to him and he can now be get creative with you know anybody in AEW or anybody in some of these other promotions yeah, because exactly. we see AEW is willing to work with uh New Japan Pro Wrestling they're willing to work mm-hmm. with Impact they're willing to work with Ring of Honor like they're willing to work with WWE just WWE hasn't opened that door but exactly. Tony Khan said yeah. hey we want to work with everybody like we can all we can all succeed in this business. You know, we all have it's different kinda, markets and different whatever. Like, there's no reason. It's kind of it's kind of like that documentary um, where they were talking about who is it? Uh, it was like on the dark side of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Couldn't tell you. Well, Can't tell there? you, bro. You got to tell us because it's your. This is your. Uh, name, Dang. Well, just text what me whenever. Um, what, did, what did it say? <laughs> But um, it was pretty much like how WCW was taking all of the WWE guys, and like pretty oh, much yeah, like, Eric Bischoff, yeah, yeah, and pretty much like how like he was just like fuck it, like I'm taking everybody, and it really put them on notice. So like, do you really? So do you think like this is going to? Because you know, I feel like AEW is already stealing. Like, well, no, I wouldn't say stealing because it's not it's on the same night. But I feel like they're already getting a lot of the. WWE viewers. So, yeah. like, do you think that people will, you know, if AEW really has a takeoff, would they stop, like, or if they move to, like, a primetime slot? So, here's the thing. I I don't know that they'll really ever be in competition <laughs> because I think, I mean, maybe it would be against SmackDown, which right now would be a mistake because SmackDown's knocking it out of the park. But yeah. um, it would be a situation because they're getting a second show. Right now, they, they solely operate on Wednesdays. They mm-hmm. made WWE move NXT to Tuesdays because they couldn't mm-hmm. keep up with the ratings. Um, so I don't think they're worried about competing with WWE because 
they're going to get viewers. People are going to tune in to see CM Punk. People are definitely going to tune in to see Daniel Bryan. And that's what I I was going to go to was the reason Daniel Bryan wanted to go to AEW because he's been wanting to work in Japan. He hasn't been able to work in Japan for a while. He doesn't want to live there and have to be there full time. But working with AEW, he can be there for, you know, a month, you know, that way. Because, you know, he doesn't want to leave his family behind. He's got a wife and two daughters. So, like, you know, he's... He's going to want to be here. So, like, this gives him that freedom to do that kind of shit. So, if that starts being the thing that starts pulling these WWE guys away, because they're like, hey, I could be making money here, 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 here. Bet. Exactly. You know? So, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but in WWE, oh, boy. Um <laughs> So, the fact, (laughs) uh, yeah, so they're they're building towards Roman Reigns. I'll start with the good stuff. So, Roman Reigns, John Cena at SummerSlam, it's all but official at this point. Uh, What I loved was last week on SmackDown, John Cena opened the show to say, you know, Roman, I challenge you at SummerSlam for the the Universal Championship, right? So, to end the show... Roman Reigns comes out, cuts the best promo of his career. Ooh. Like, and it's not even close. Not even close. Like, like snapped. I was saying, anybody, just go back and watch SmackDown. Just the whole show. It's fine. Um, All right. <laughs> but, like, he knocked this promo so far out of the park. Paul Heyman didn't say a word to warm up the ground, nothing. He, Paul Heyman didn't need to say a thing. Paul Heyman literally just handed fucking the mic to Roman Reigns like it was Excalibur. And Roman Reigns took off, started talking about he was hoping he was going to see a different Cena. He hoping things were going to change after all this time, maybe something new, something different. And he said, no, still plain old boring-ass Cena, like being in missionary position every single night. Like, I was like, yo, this man is dropping bars right now. So, um yeah, not so, missionary, yeah. not missionary every single night. Yes, yeah, he said every night. <laughs> so he some said somewhere, funny. some guy somewhere sitting there like I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing wrong with that, right? And he said, <laughs> and he said he was basically saying, Cena, you came back for me. He's like, so you've already acknowledged me. He's like, oh, so, man. so my answer to your challenge at SummerSlam is no. Like just straight up, just said no. I don't need to fight you. <laughs> I was, yo, I was like, Damn. honestly, I can't even argue with his logic right now. Right? Like, <laughs> like, I'm so much better than you that I... Bro, like, I, I, like, I already know what's going to happen. At the end of the day, you're going to acknowledge me, and you already acknowledged me, so why am I wasting my time fighting you? You've already, you've already established that I'm the head of the table. Damn, why, that's, 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 yeah, he said, that's why you're back. I brought you back. Not I'm so good. Nobody else, not the WWE <laughs> universe. I'm the reason you're back. Like I am your tribal chief. It's like it is what it is. <laughs> so, so, so he says no, right? Yeah. You got race cars, man. Right, and uh, like with need for speed. Take off, fast and furious, um, run. You got going on by your crib, jet. Uh, so no, so. He says no, right? And I'm like, okay, John Cena about to come out, and here we're going to go. 
No, Finn Balor's music hits. Finn Balor oh, comes shit. out. He challenges Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns is like, you know, looking down at Finn, like, come on, little man. Like, this ain't what you want type shit. But the crowd starts chanting, Roman scared, duh, 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 Roman scared. And he's feeding out the crowd. He's like, like, like bro, y'all sizing me, bro? Like, he's doing, like, the ups and downs with people in the crowd, bro. <laughs> trying me? You trying to travel chief? And uh, he looks at Finn. He's like, yeah, all right. I accept. So now it's like, oh, shit. Like, they didn't specify for when. I don't know if this is next week. I don't know if this is yeah. in a couple weeks. Like, it's a triple it's like, threat, hoes. Right? So, triple I don't, threat at summer so I don't know what's about to happen, but guess who's tuning into SmackDown this week? Uh, it's going to be me. Me. Because <laughs> I want to see what the fuck's going on. I'm about to bro, watch you, too. Let me tell you what else is going on on SmackDown, because I don't even fucking Tell us, bro. Tell God. us. So, yeah, quickly. Sorry. My bad. So, Seth Rollins is feuding with Edge right now. They fucking just Ooh. yelled at each other for five minutes in the ring and then got to whooping each other's ass, which was great. Um, so that feud's already off to an electric start. Fucking, um, oh, Baron Corbin, chef's kiss. Oh. I've been talking for a while. <laughs> you know, this whole King Corbin gimmick had kind of run its course. Yeah. And needed to move on because just kind of stagnant at this point. And he's, he's a talented guy. He's a very good heel. They have turned Baron Corbin babyface. I don't know how they did it. No, they have not. My God, it's it's <laughs> it's so good. Let me tell you, this man he loses his king crown to Shinsuke Nakamura because for the yeah. longest Shinsuke was he's the king of strong style. He wins the crown, you know, in a match or whatever for it, and now he's king Shinsuke. So now Baron Corbin loses his crown. He started going on this gimmick where he's losing everything. He's lost his endorsements. He's he's lost his. <laughs> His his car, like his car is getting repoed in his segment. <laughs> he's saying the banks are foreclosing, like he's losing. He's losing in life. Bro, he's starting to grow his hair back out, but he's got that mean George Jefferson shit going. So it's just <laughs> only on the fucking sides and back. And like so he just looks disgruntled. Bro, he's he's begging people for money backstage. Like, <laughs> like, like, yo. So, so yo, listen, I gotta watch SmackDown, bro. I fucking love this guy. And here's the thing: I'm, I'm buying in completely. I'm like, oh, I feel bad for this guy. Hey, come on, come on, man, help Corbin out. This man launched. <laughs> this man, yo. This man, yo. This man launched launched a, a fucking GoFundMe type shit for people to <laughs> donate. And then the next week, said that the people that he hired to take care of the website took all the money, <laughs> bro. Like. Like it was a fake website, obviously. That, that shit is gold, bro. So, so he's just saying all this stuff, and like they had this segment backstage uh, this past week where um, this uh, this new women superstar Shotzi Blackheart from NXT, like she comes out on this little like tank, uh, like it, it, like down the ramp, she comes out in this little miniature tank, and like it can shoot a little mini torpedo or whatever. So, like, her and Kevin Owens are back there. She's trying to fix her torpedo. It's not working. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do to make it work or whatever. She's like, oh, I'll keep working on it. He walks overseas, Baron Corbin. And, like, Baron Corbin's asking him for a couple bucks, you know, just for, <laughs> like, to, to catch the bus home type shit. And he's yeah. like, and he's like oh, damn, all right, I don't really like you, but I, I guess, man, I feel bad for you at this point. Like, so Baron Corbin's showing him sympathy. And then fucking – Kevin Owens starts walking away. As soon as he's out of camera shot, Shotzi gets the tank torpedo to work. It shoots, hits Baron Corbin right in the nuts. Perfectly. (laughs) Baron Corbin is now collapsed to the ground. 
Dolph Ziggler walks up, steals the money Baron Corbin just borrowed from Kevin Owens. Who takes the money? Dolph Ziggler and uh, oh, Robert Roode. He green. And, start, and then they start kicking him, and then Kevin Owens comes back and like gets them out of there with a chair. But it's like, yo, Baron Corbin's a full baby face now. Like, I'm all in. So <laughs> It's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm about bro. to rewatch it when we get off. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what they're doing. It looks like SmackDown just traded for Naomi. So she is now on Ooh. SmackDown with her husband, Jimmy Uso. So they're planning on turning Naomi heel and putting her as part of the bloodline. And then eventually, Live. and then eventually have her going up against Bianca for the women's title. Ooh, that would be live. And then I wouldn't even be mad at Bianca losing that. You know, even it could be like through cheating, you know, she loses mm-hmm. the title to Naomi. And then fucking Bloodline is holding all of the titles on SmackDown. Damn. That would be live. With the exception of the Intercontinental title. But, you know, that could be a test at another time. But, like, yo. One of the Usos winning. Fuck it. Yeah. Samoa Joe. He's gone. You know what's crazy? I'm glad you brought up Samoa Joe because that brings me to my next point. NXT. Chef's Kiss. Doing a great job. Um, They... Brought Samoa Joe back after firing him a couple months ago. He they brought him back to NXT, and uh, as a uh, an enforcer, so to speak, for William Regal, because uh, William Regal's general manager, and he's not he was not to have physical contact with anybody unless provoked. Wow, he has been provoked. Carrying Cross has choked him out, and. Now we're about to see Samoa Joe back because he came out in NXT. He asked William Regal out, and he said there's three things he needed William Regal to do. He said, here, I need you to sign this. This is my resignation. Uh, oh, oh, because um, – sorry. I skipped a week. So he choked out Samoa Joe, right? The following week, Samoa Joe's out in the ring calling out Karrion Cross. It goes to the video in the back. Karrion Cross is choking out William Regal. So, so when NXT this week kicks off, William Regal said that he's going to go to the ring and he's going to fire Karrion Cross. So instead, Samoa Joe comes out. He asks William Regal to come out. He says, hey, don't fire him. I have a plan, but it's a three-phase plan. Sorry, phase number one, I need you to sign this. This is my resignation letter. I'm no longer your enforcer. I quit. Okay, William Regal signs that. Here, the second thing, this is me – being able to return to the active roster um, to to fight. Boom, signs off on that. All right, and number three, this is for a title match at TakeOver 36 against Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. William Regal said, you got it. Signs off on it. So just like that, Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT, NXT Championship at TakeOver 36, which is going to be, I imagine, the same weekend as SummerSlam. I'm pumped for that um, because Samo- Samoa Joe is going to win because it looks like Karrion Cross is getting called up to the main roster, specifically Raw, which uh, it has not been good so far. He's had a couple matches on there. He hasn't come out with Scarlett, who kind of enhances his character. kind of just been like a, a watered-down version um, of his NXT character, which – Unfortunately, we've seen so many times when these guys come up to the main roster. So he's been taking L's. Keith Lee's back. Keith Lee been taking L's. Uh, so yeah, what's up with that? 
I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Raw is unwatchable at this point. Unwatchable? It's unwatchable. With the exception of like a couple things that you could probably just catch the clips online. It's unwatchable. This whole Nikki I can't even call her Nikki Ash. It's Nikki A-S-H, almost a superhero. Um, being the Raw <laughs> Women's Championship is already a fail. She had two segments on the mic on Monday Night Raw. Trash. They ended Raw with her losing to Charlotte Flair and saying, oh, I almost could have beat you, but I will beat you next week. I challenge you to a rematch. And Raw goes out there and like, boo. That's how you decided to end the show? <laughs> Ew. Um, I would say the best things about Raw right now are Bobby Lashley stuff, but now that he's in this feud with Goldberg, like, no thank you. Um, I'll catch up with Bobby Lashley after he beats Goldberg, hopefully. <laughs> and then, so really, it's it's Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, the story of their tag team. We haven't seen Randy Orton in weeks, for whatever reason. Uh, but they keep building to his comeback, so it should be soon. But yeah. Raw's really bad. Really, really bad. Especially considering how yeah. great SmackDown is. It's it's tough. So I know something to watch SmackDown. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you can rely on watching SmackDown every week. Like All right. Yeah, that's a that's appointment television. Slide, slide me your peacock login. It's on, no, it's on Fox. SmackDown's on Fox. Oh. Okay. You want him to slide you his peacock, bro? Yo, live, bro. Wild, fam. Live, bro. You heard this man just talk about his shuttle cock, his shuttle cock, <laughs> and now you want you want to. Hey, Buddha, you want to hit his peacock, bro. That's why. Hit, hit him with the TikTok, bro. Too much cock on this episode, guys. <laughs> Daddy chill. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for you to say. What the hell is even that? Oh fuck! All right, uh, all right. Before you um before you talk about Aaron Rodgers, because I know you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you know damn Buddha loves him. You know Buddha loves him some Aaron Rodgers, but you're damn right. I'm, I'm gonna go through some NFL news in like 60 seconds. Hey. First thing, uh, Randall Cobb got traded from the Texans back to the Packers. Boom. That's oh. one. Xavier Howard, he wants a trade out of there. Um boom. boom. Um Adams wants to be the highest paid receiver. Cause Boom. he said, "Fuck Amari Cooper." Boom. Um, Chiefs. I like this um, boom in between the news stuff. I like this. This is nice. I like this. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes rookie card sold for four point three million. Damn, he sold. He sold it too soon. Exactly. Um, also, he he is what it was. Um, he's a part owner of the Kansas City MLS team now. So he owns the Royals okay. now, part owner you, of the Royals. Because if you think other buddy ain't finna sell it one day, mm-hmm. shit. Well, was it was it Mahomes' car? It, yeah, it was his. It was his car. Well, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't like owned by Patrick Mahomes. It's just his rookie card. So an autographed rookie card. So that's crazy. Years. How many years has he been in the league? Four. Bro, like yeah, this is. I yep. think this is fourth season, bro. So this pretty is, much a million per year. Hold on, he sat. Hold on, he sat. He went to the AFC Championship, went to the Super Bowl, went to lost the – lost the, yeah, went to the Super Bowl. So this is his fifth year. Fifth year. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is back with the Eagles. They said they expect him to be on the roster week one. Trey Lance signed his rookie deal, fully guaranteed. And the corresponding moves, that boy Zach Wilson is unsigned. Oh. 
That's <laughs> must suck to be a Jets fan. Yo. I mean, listen, that's what happens when that's what happens when the you know somebody who was drafted lower gets thirty four million dollars guaranteed. That's what happens, man? Trey Lance got thirty four mil. You know they're out there like you fucking kidding me? Can they sign this yeah. guy? Right? <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Guys in Coney Island and shit pissed. <laughs> hey, fuck! Hey, we going to Giants games this year or what? Right? <laughs> the same. It's the same fucking stadium. Yeah, same Jones. You gotta go anywhere. Danny Dimes, <laughs> right? Um, Lamar Jackson has COVID nineteen, tested positive. Uh, let's see. Spending too much time at the crib. John Gruden dropped so, some. Go ahead. What's up? Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say uh, John Gruden dropped some news about um, Clevin Farrell, who was their number four overall pick last year. Correct. Yep. And Carl Nassib, he said they will have to earn their snaps. Yep. All right. Well, because they're gonna, they're going to be D tackles mainly. In a in a, I think we're going to a, more of a three four, uh, this year, because that's where that's where Cleve's uh, been most effective, and same yeah. with with Carl because you know, you know, the, our two DNs, it's gonna be. Yannick Ngakwe, and it's going to be Max Crosby. Like, exactly. no matter what, those are going to be your two edge guys. So, yeah, they got to so, they got to figure it out. All right, what else? I got. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to mention because you talked about the the uh, vaccine, or you mentioned COVID, the vaccine yes. situation that's going on. Yes, which I was going to talk about because oh, I don't know if you've seen no, um, Ron Rivera. Me stepping on your segment. <laughs> no, you good. No, you good. So you're Ron stepping Rivera, all over the booming sixty with Willie. It's been more than sixty. <laughs> I know it's definitely been more than sixty. I got to like change to like one twenty. Um, all right, the so, booming two forty with Willie. <laughs> but um, they said Ron Rivera came out and said that he was extremely frustrated with um the fact that his players that he that he hadn't received that they weren't at the ninety percent threshold because you know he's at risk and things like that. Um. Honestly, it's kind of it's um this this vaccine talk, you know, it's okay, it's 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 at the point where it's 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 involuntarily mandatory. Right. Because I don't know if you've seen but um like Ryan Tannehill came out today and said that, you know, he felt pressured to get the vaccine. Yeah. Because, you know, of He said that will make your life diff- miserable. Exactly, and that's pretty much what they're doing. And I even feel it with, um, even like even at my job now, you know, they say if you don't have the vaccine, you have to have a mandatory weekly test. You know, and also you have um, Joe Biden. He said that all federal employees have to be vaccinated. So you know that's creating you know if it's if it's gonna be if if the president is requiring it, the NFL is gonna be like you know what, everybody. You know, you know, honestly, like looking at it, like I, I do understand both perspectives, um, mm-hmm. you know, players who don't want to get vaccinated. I get it. It's your body, it's your body, your choice. Like, I, I understand that completely. You're fully within your rights. But at the same time, you work for a business. And yeah, at the exactly. end of the day, if they're if your job that's paying you, you know, whatever amount, if they say, hey. You need to get vaccinated or this, this, this. 
you're making that decision. So I, I, I get it, but like, I do understand, especially with these, a lot of these coaches are older or at risk and things like that. And you got mm-hmm. these variants that are coming out that are, exactly. are a lot more deadly. So I can understand why a team's going to make it more difficult for someone who's not vaccinated because, Hey, like, yes, even if we're vaccinated, obviously we've seen <laughs> you can get it again, but the chances of you ending up in a hospital because of it are, you know, a lot less likely. So, you know, or catching it at all rather, you know, Either way, so it's I, I get it, I get it. So yeah, I mean, you have to forfeit game checks if you test positive and stuff like that. That's that's the risk you're taking. That's why I also said last week, you know, if they want to stop this controversy, this that whatever, you know, sign a hold harmless and exactly it is what it is. But listen, bro, listen, bro. I'm gonna break it down very simple. You work for a multi-million to billion dollar worldwide known organization mm-hmm. to play sports. One that, they will, one that they will never make an Olympic sport because it won't even be close for like never. Right. This is, this yeah, is what you, it will this never is, equal out. This is what you <laughs> do. You have, you have, you've been given checks that if you do what you're supposed to do, literally rid your family of generational issues right you are creating generational wealth with your paychecks if you're doing what you need to do if a man can get kicked out of the league for talking about systemic racism and police brutality and not get his job back you can lose your job and not come back for something as simple as a vaccine I'm sorry, bro. I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel away for you, bro. Well, and go especially to the and fucking center, because, get a fucking shot, and go back into your damn job. Right. And especially because you know, if they do have to reschedule games or move games around, then that's a loss of revenue. Like exactly. They, you think and the NFL about it, you think the NFL is about to take a hit for you? No. <laughs> y'all because got one look, year. Y'all making, got one year of that. Y'all got one year of that. They're literally making your salary. <laughs> Like, like within one game, easily. you know, and like Mahomes' money, not like um, Jalen Ramsey' money, like fifty mil a season. Like they're making maybe fifty mil a game, you know, depending on who's playing, how much the tickets are, you know, how much, and you know that's important, you know, especially like missing out on all that revenue from not having fans in the stadiums, right. That was a whole other thing in itself. That's, that's true. Oh. Listen, if you don't want to take the vaccine, that's fine. Just, you know, lose your job in the process. Yeah, be, be prepared to not be in the Yeah, league. like, that's cool. That's cool if you don't want to take the shot. I commend you, bro. I commend you for not wanting to take the vaccine, but you should clear it. Just like coaching buddy did. Get the fuck out of here. Bro, like, yeah. we're, talking, we're talking about a vaccination, bro. Like... <sighs> Now and, and here's 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 the point that I'm I'm ultimately trying to get to, and I get a little personal here. I haven't taken my shots yet, but I will because I know at some point in time I'm gonna have to. But if my job told me it's something that I had to do, then I'm at a crossroads. Either I leave the job because I don't want to take the shot, or I take the shot because I want my job. It's pretty simple. You understand what I'm saying? Like I I'm just I it's just. <laughs> 
Here's another reason why I'm beside myself. I feel like there's more verbal chatter about this damn shot than there was about Cap. I really do. I feel like there's more players talking about this shot bullshit than when we were talking about literally a system that is put in place to hold down a group of people for generations. This This man talked about police brutality and systemic racism and wore socks with pigs on them where the pigs were where the pigs were the police officers. And he kneeled. We made this about the flag and being patriotic and he lost when his it job. About that. And he lost his job and nobody, not too many people said a word. No. Because they didn't want to lose their job. And now maybe, there's guys... The Reed dude did, did who played for the 49ers and the and the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And what we what we're doing right now is we're talking about a shot. There's more people up in arms about a shot and players contemplating retirement. Coaches have retired. Uh, well. I don't yeah. know. Well, one thing I do know. Is Aaron Rodgers is back, ladies and gentlemen. Rodgers. So Rodgers is back. You know, and everything it'll, it'll never be whack. Everything kind of came together very fast for Green Bay. They had their their owner, their ownership town hall, so to speak, uh earlier this week um at Lambeau Field. And uh they had said there hadn't been much movement and they're still working things out with Aaron. But literally later that afternoon, uh, we started getting word that Aaron might be close to an agreement with them of some sorts and, you know, what mm-hmm. that could mean and everything like that. And sure enough, deal got done. Aaron Rodgers showed up today, first day of camp. Um, or was it yesterday? No, it was today. Today. It was today. Yeah, it was today. So, you know, he, he showed up first day of camp and um, we hadn't heard from him this entire process over these months. We've heard from Green Bay a little bit, uh, but he's kind of played his cards very close to the vest. And when he he got up in front of the media today for his press conference, he he gave a 30 minute press conference. I don't know the last time I've ever seen a player give a 30 minute press conference, but he did. He gave the press their time. He let them ask whatever questions they wanted. Um, and for the most part, he answered everything. And that's one thing I've always respected about Aaron Rodgers. He, like, he's not going to bullshit you. He's just going to speak facts and speak intelligently. He's going to have facts to back it up and you know, not just kind of spew randomness off the top of his head. Um, so like to hear him kind of detail step-by-step step what all led to this decision and where the contract stands and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was kind of eye-opening to see. And like, I really understand where he's coming from, you know, you know, this was well beyond when they drafted Jordan Love. It kind of, he started referencing some of the other past veterans that, you know, were, were cut go. when he would have mm-hmm. liked, you know, to be, he said he, he never wanted final say in anything. He always just wanted to be part of the conversation. He would like to know what's going on with his job. So he started naming some of these veterans, some of these offensive linemen that 
that Green Bay didn't feel like extending, so they left. And receiver, he bought him, you know, like Jordy Nelson and uh, Cor- and John Kuhn. And, uh, Didn't they let go of the best center in the league? Yeah, yeah. So, like, all these – he started <laughs> – he named all these people in this press conference. Charles Woodson. Like, he's naming all these people. Oh, um, freaking – He's like – What's his name? That one, like, undrafted receiver that he told them, like, I want yeah, him on the team. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing too. And that's the thing too. He's like, he's like, so if if they could have told me, hey, we're gonna cut this, cut this guy. He's like, he's like, I could have talked to them. I maybe I could have changed their mind. Like, exactly. he's like, he's like, in my opinion, he was the second best receiver at camp. Exactly. Like that's saying a lot because you know and number one is Devontae, so like he's number two, and you just and hasn't him. gotten a chance since. Yeah, like that's it's crazy. So like, um, you know, like it was very eye opening. Like I encourage people to watch it if you want, if you care. Um, but yeah, so he's back. He doesn't know what's what happens beyond this year. The good thing about his contract is that you know, without having without being able to choose what team he goes to, is that I mean, he'll effectively kind of be able to choose where he goes to because they've they have uh, the next two years after this year are voidable years of his contract. Um, they, they moved a lot of money to a signing bonus, I'm sure. Cause from what they said, he's not getting paid any more or less. He's getting paid the same, but it's affecting less cap. So I'm guessing that means they converted it to a signing bonus. So like, yes, basically, so basically like first day that you're on the official roster, you're going to get all that money. Um, yeah. So, so it, that's one of the steps they're doing, you know, to where after this year, if he still feels like, Hey, I want to move on. They can't franchise tag. They can't trade him without his consent. So based on the offers, he can choose, you know, Green Bay might have to eventually settle for less than they wanted for him. Crazy. And that's just, it is what it is. And also part of that, he wants to have some say in what's going on, which is why you see that Randall Cobb trade happen. That was one of the things he wanted to see happen. He wanted this guy back. Sure, at this point in his career, Randall Cobb's probably like a number three at best. But the crazy thing is, Randall Cobb isn't even thirty years old. Right, Randall Cobb could be Randall Cobb could be a, a number two. You just got to know how to use him correctly. Okay, That's well, one thing I will say. But I would say I would say Lazard is their number two, though. I, I I agree with you, but I wouldn't be shocked if he if he uh, outdoes Lazard. Yeah. Oh no, I feel like Lazard don't get enough credit, bro. He nice no, with it. He is nice. I'm that. I'm not taking away from Lazard. I'm adding to Cobb because people think Cobb is washed. He's not washed. Oh, no, he's not washed. And he's got a great relationship I with mean, with with Rogers. You know, what I mean, have, some things just don't go away. I mean, wasn't he almost in the thousand yard receiver last year? Yes, yes, he was. Like, not not a not a scrub by any means. No. Not at all, but I so, think it is. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, say, go ahead. I think I think it's interesting to watch though this Devontae Adams situation though, because you know he does want to sign that long term deal, but if Rodgers ends up leaving, I I truly believe that Devontae leaves as well. Listen, Devontae I'm, gonna go when Aaron goes. No, he's not. Uh, I'm telling you right now, Devontae will be playing football with Derek Carr next year. I didn't say if it's going to be in Vegas or not. Derek Carr exactly. and Devontae Adams will be playing football together. 
Whether, so it doesn't matter where he goes. Car, yeah, him and Carr will be playing football together. So either he leaves Green Bay, goes to Vegas, or if Vegas were to Derek do a trade Carr goes for, to Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, for Rodgers and some picks or something like that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's not such a bad idea. That's right? what I'm saying. Like, okay. if, Vegas, if Vegas was smart, we would reach out and be like, hey, look, I know you're not trading in Rodgers, but hear us out. You'll what trade is, him next but, year. Right, exactly. Do they yeah. also – do they also trade for Jordan Love? No. No. No, 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 no. We don't need Jordan Love. You keep Jordan Love. You keep Jordan Love? <laughs> yeah. Just to be just there? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He never he's, play? He's, he's just there now. Unless you're planning on starting him next year. I don't know if they're confident about that. They, they, seem to, they seem to really want to get Aaron back, so... Right. They really, really wanted Aaron back. Yeah, oh, and no. like the word, like they, yeah. I write a straight up begging, basically in front of the press. No, for real, oh, we really want it back. Oh, we hate to see our fan base split on this. Oh, it's like okay, no, you just hate to see Aaron Rodgers. No, because if you were ready to move on, if you were ready to move on, you would get the the yeah. response like a Bill Belichick would give us. We're focused on the people that are here, and that's exactly, it. What you didn't get, like if you don't, yes. if you don't show up, you don't show up. All right, whatever. We're, we're, we're great carrying point, on without bro. you. So, yeah, they wanted him back in the worst way. But, yeah. Well yeah, that's all I got about Aaron. Well done, bro. You know who your favorite quarterback is? Yep. Bro, do we talk about NBA? What is there to talk about in the NBA, bro? And it's almost NBA draft, ho. Why is that? Why you always gotta call me hoe? You know you don't call anybody else a hoe but me. I'm about to show you a real quick. Like you literally only call me hoe, bro. Like I'm really about to start finding your little ass up. And honestly, and and I I only get called hoe when it's lumped up with me and Nels. Are y'all hoes? (laughs) Are y'all hoes doing this? So I never get called a hoe individually. It's only when I'm associated with Nels. He's got something against you, bro. Bro, you know, he really do die. And I don't know what the hell I did to Jit, bro. I ain't done nothing but show him just maximum love, bro. That's the crazy part about it, bro. You think, you think like, I did some fuck shit to him. I ain't done nothing, bro. He shit. Hate to see it. You do hate to see it, bro. Like, I really got love for Jit, bro. But Jit be out here calling me ho and ho. And here's the thing. Like, he don't even be putting, like, he don't be saying it, like, with a little Louisiana twin with the E-A-U-X. It'd be H-O-P, like. And like, 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 literally, bro. Like, Jit be calling me like, like I really pay this boy. Like, I really well, owe this man. Well, that's, well, that's well, that's how you know he means the shit. Like, we already, <laughs> we already told him. We already told him the right way. You know, yeah. right? And he's right. still, he's still on this. He shit, said, bro. "No, I'm I, doubling down, ho." It's like, okay, yeah, bro, like, I'm, right. I'm about to, I'm about to fight this shit, bro. No capping, bro. He gonna have to, he gonna have to see me, cause real talk. My mama don't even call me ho. And that's my mom. Because right, that's go, my that's, Go ahead, Willie. What's going on in the NBA for the man, day? Man, go ahead, you respectful young man, you. And I love you now. <laughs> Dude. Love you um, too, buddy. And, um, okay, so pretty much it's nothing. This It's all rumors right now. There's nothing really actually going on with the NBA. Um, but um, the number one pick, which the Pistons have, is active. Actively being, I wouldn't say it's actively being. I wouldn't say that they're actively shopping it, 
but they're definitely actively listening to offers. And I've heard the Rockets have offered, the Thunder. I've heard, um, who else? The Raptors. There's been a lot of teams trying to get Cade Cunningham. Um, But I think the biggest buzz out of this NBA draft thing is Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has gone from a second-round pick to a late first to a – Mid and now he's like top five. To a lottery year, right? to should have hit you. I should have hit you with the stone cold. What? Right, bro. That that is a crazy. That is a crazy progression, and it happened in a matter of weeks, bro. In a matter of weeks, bro. Like there, like he's like I've never seen anyone jump up draft boards like this. Yeah, that's but they're they're like it's. But I don't know if you see. You've kind of seen it last year with um. What's it called? Um, he went number four overall as well to the Bulls, Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. But I, but it, it, they, they've been saying it's a lot of um. I don't know who the coach is at Florida State, but whoever Hamilton, Hamilton, it's like something Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, this they said that this man is getting these these kids pro ready within that year at FSU. Yeah, which is. is why a lot of these FSU guys. I don't know if you've seen as of recently, but I would say in the last four or five drafts, you've seen an FSU guy go within the top 15 every year. That's true. And, and you know, that's and that's crazy because, you know, that's that's putting you in like blue chips, you know, the blue bloods, you know, type because you 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 have that kind of program over there. Um, who else we got? Um, the Warriors are trying to move the number seven pick from what I've heard. They want to trade for a big man. Um, they possibly, they said that there's been Miles Turner talk. There's also been, um, Pascal Siakam talk, but you know, nothing Pascal is really. Siakam. Yeah. But you know, we'll see who knows. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, Lay GM, aka LeBron, not has, the GM. <laughs> <laughs> you know, has you know stuck his foot in the rumor mill again, and you know they at this point they pretty much said fuck Kyle Kuzma, and <laughs> they like if Kyle Kuzma if if somebody offered a bag of chips for Kyle Kuzma they got a bag of chips. Great, yeah, no, it, it's cr- it's crazy, bro. Because so you saying you saying they on their YG shit? Fuck Kyle Kuz, dude, dude. No, for real. Fuck Kyle Kuz, dude, dude. Yeah, yes. yeah. Fuck Kyle Kuz, Fuck Kyle Kuz, dude. But Kyle Kuzma said, "Fuck y'all niggas back," because he said, "I'm similar to Jason Tatum." He definitely did. He definitely which, did call himself JT, didn't he? Which he is, um. I maybe mean, the maybe the great value version. He's not too far off though. He just needs I a mean, better. He needs a better I shot. Think, I think, and I think really what it is. I think with Kyle Kuzma, what it is is coaching. I don't think that Vogel is the type of guy to build up young players. Nope. And I don't know if you if you if you, you you saw him perform when Walt, Luke Walton was the coach. Yep. Luke Walton was the coach. This man, you thought he might be. All NBA 13. Yep. I agree. 
Um, I think it's going to be interesting, though, where he gets traded to because he needs to be in the right system for him. He's going to go he to needs, the Sacramento Kings. They're going to trade him for Buddy Heald, and then he's going to be back but, with Luke Walton. But the thing is, I, okay, so now that's what I've been seeing in the rumor mill. But it's like, do the Lakers have enough to trade for him? Yes. For Buddy Heald. Yes. I, but I think what we're not realizing is the Lakers are literally holding on by a thread, and that thread is Montrezl Harrell. If Montrezl Harrell turns down his – if he does not pick up his player option, all their trades are done because Trez is the center of most of their trades, him and Kuzma. So I think it's going to be interesting how that folds unfolds. That's crazy. So he has to pick up his player option to want to stay, right? Yes, to want to stay, oh which, you know, yeah, which is pretty – he wasn't having such a good time over there. No, he wasn't getting minutes, you know. And when he was getting minutes, he was playing well. But then, you know, they signed Drummond when he's sitting on the bench, you know. And it's like, it's like, why? But you know, that's good old Frank Vogel. No, okay. it's good old. It's good old LeBron James. Le GM. Le GM. And LeBron James. LeBron Jamie, but like, but like I said a couple week weeks ago on the podcast, wherever LeBron goes, wherever he leaves, crumble, disaster, crumble, young man, crumble. You ain't lying about that, dog. Every team, even Miami, had to go through their little issues, and Miami never yeah. go through issues. Exactly. It's um, Miami. Precisely, they're always a free agent destination. They're always going to get people. Uh, oh yeah, one more thing before we get uh you know, this is um Buddha's favorite NBA player, Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> and okay, so supposedly the Sixers have asked for a Harden-esque type deal. So um if you if you can well uh, I guess not of us not many of us know the exact trade details that went down between James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. But Brooklyn traded four first-round picks. They also have four pick swaps, and they also traded three players. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot. You Did you hear how much that was, bro? That's, repeat that's, it. That's, repeat it again, bro. bro repeat it again for those in the bag. Four first, four pick swaps, and three players, bro. And that was Jared Levert, Karis, uh, no, not Jared Levert. I'm st- I was like, LSG, <laughs> hey, what the I was fuck? Like, I was like, LSG this back man. in this bitch? Uh, Jared, Jared Allen, Karis Levert, and somebody else. <laughs> um, Jared Levert. Jared Levert. That man, <laughs> that man was in the league. I didn't even know, bro. <laughs> but my last thing with um, NBA – before we move on, is that um, Kyrie Irving um, and Nike have? It seems like they're on a fallout type of thing. Um, the yeah. Kyrie Eight is scheduled to come out in, I believe, to I think it drops August tenth. Um, but Kyrie said that he has nothing to do with the shoe, no design, no. Hey, Kyrie, do you like this shoe? Hey, Kai, you think you want to do this shoe? None of that. That's crazy. And. And I think, and I don't know if this has been a thing, 
But it kind of seems like, I don't know if Nike has been doing this, you know, kind of just releasing things. But I don't know if you saw, there was like, um, it was like during the finals and it was when PJ Tucker, he was like the first one to wear the Greek Freak 3. And it was like a certain colorway and it was like before the game, Giannis was like, I haven't even seen these before. Wow. Right? And, like, Giannis, you know, Giannis is, like, a fun guy. So, you know, it was, like, a joke to him. Like, oh, I haven't even seen these before, bro. How did you get them? But, like, when you really think about it, it's like. How did you get them hoes? Like. Exactly. How you were the minute before me? Exactly. How are you the first person to wear my shoes? Like, the shoes is named after me. And you got them shits on for game five or game six. That's a little. Like, Michael Jordan would never, bro. Well, they wouldn't do that to Michael Jordan. <laughs> exactly. It's, and, and LeBron, and it would never happen to LeBron either. You know, it's, you know, hey. Oh, yeah, did we talk about Space Jam yet, dude? I didn't see it. Oh, hey, I will say, I know that a lot of people are hating on the new Space Jam, but it's for kids. I, I hate to say, you know, like, it's not for, you know, it's not no nostalgic, you know, oh, let's go back to freaking the 90s type shit. It's it's a kid's movie. It's intended for this new generation of kids. It's got hella, like, TikTok references, all that shit. It's for kids 10 to 15. It's for children. Children. There we go. Children. And LeBron's acting is trash, but... That's, that's, that's a story for another day. But it's overall, I would say it was a straight movie. It was a pretty good movie. I don't even, you know, I don't even want to like, I'm still upset about the Olympics thing. I don't even want to talk about people commenting on a movie for kids and critiquing it. Like it's it was supposed to be a five-star, it, a five-star exactly. film to begin with. Exactly. When we when we've seen the original Space Jam, the original Space Jam is not the freaking Lord of the Rings. I ain't gonna lie to you, Jordan. Jordan was ass too. He's an ass ass actor too. Exactly. He's totally ass square, bro. You know what I'm ass saying? Square. Like he's ass so, square. He's an ass ass actor. <laughs> That's ridiculous, bro. Like people really be, you know, people really be like meat riding this dude, Jordan, bro. Like they talk about Jordan's <laughs> acting like that joke was ridiculous. I'm like, bro, like we're not gonna get off my dog meat, bro. Like that. bro. <laughs> right. I know he'd be tired of people though, bro. <laughs> like, I, like imagine, bro. bro like why this man, be... like this man, like sixty years old, and he's he, he just got to go on Instagram. Like, damn, they really comparing me again, bro. Like y'all, be, <laughs> like, y'all be y'all be grinding on that man meat like we had a butcher shop, bro. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, see, I don't know if it should be Daddy Chill or Butcher Shop now, nah, bro. Bro, bro, um, bro, that drunk kid—it kills me, bro. You would think, like, when you listen to some of these people, you would think Michael Jordan is like Leo DiCaprio, bro. Like, <laughs> and his acting was awful. Like, if awful. you go back and rewatch the old Space Jam, bro, come on. You know what it? Well, you know what it Man. reminds me of? You know when you rewatch like, <clears throat> like those action shows, like Power Rangers. And you just realize how bad a lot of it was. It's Power like Rangers. that. It's like that time. Terrible five. movie, bro. 
It's like that times five for Michael Jordan, bro. Hey, Power Rangers watch- was incredible, bro. Chill out. <laughs> bro, bro, Ivan Ooze, bro. Bro, you talking about you when talking you about, come on, you talking about the you talking about the explosions that would happen two miles away, bro. Yes, bro, come on. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? <laughs> That's how it happens. Have okay. you never been hit and the sparks be like a couple feet away? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Would it have has has that happened to you, bro? Listen. Baby? Like, exactly. why? Why is it always like people get hit and then sparks fly out, bro? Like exactly. that don't make no sense. Bro. That shit don't never happen in real life, but it's here though. <laughs> but that's not wild, bro. Uh, bro, who laughing like that, bro? <laughs> that was a cackle. That oh, shit better be that for the Eric. Oh, that must be my fiance. Shout out my fiance. <laughs> Man. That's lit, boy. She he said it, bro. I ain't say nothing. Hey, whatever she watching, but that better be lit, boy. She's probably on the phone. <laughs> you know, no, no girls gonna get a gossiping. This is true. This is true. Good point, my boy. Oh, uh, speaking of good points, you guys are gonna give me <laughs> what? What, bro? <laughs> Listen, foolish, bro. <laughs> bro, speaking of foolish, I got a foolish selection today for underrated bars of fame. Oh, Lord. Listen, bro, I think cheesy segues is our thing, bro. I'm still waiting on uh, the G Herbo, bro. <laughs> bro, you never sent me the song. I, I, I'm not sure which one. Yeah, <laughs> you can't, See, you, you saying it now, too. See, you saying it now, too. Bro, this just, this just, I told him last wait, episode. No, you see how, it, wait. What? You see how Buddha called me a hoe Wait, so yeah. we're not going to talk about it. Well, why would I treat you with more respect than you treat me? More respect than you treat me, bro. I get the most of the hoe slander, bro. In the uh, last 48 hours, you called me a hoe five times. Facts, bro. All right, I'm just going to leave it out. <laughs> I'm going to just I'm gonna just put a blank. <laughs> oh, like in the, te- in the text. A blank with a period. <laughs> It's just gonna be no, or it's gonna be uh like the three asterisks. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm a censor, I'm a censor my hoes now. Daddy Jill, <laughs> like I'm not saying hoes anymore. Oh man, censoring me. Oh, that's funny. All right, so underrated bars of fame for y'all boys. Um, I found a really interesting song. Uh, which is on my playlist titled The Real. Um, <clears throat> it's by an artist named Rosemary, and the song is called Henny Talk, which I have like a couple of theories to how this song was structured, but I want to read it to y'all first, and I think it's, it's fire when I finally explain what I think the song is at the end. I haven't heard any interviews from her to talk about it, so I think it'd be cool to talk about it. Oh, Willie finally sent me... Oh, you're you're <laughs> you are something else. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Henny Talk by Rosemary. You light up like a candle. I'm a bit of a mess to disentangle. Then our eyes meet, mind playing tricks on me. For a second, I see a halo. You're an angel. Hennessy on your lips got you talking real sweet, baby. Talk is cheap, baby. Show it to me. You keep on saying you got what I need, babe. 
Make me believe. Take me seriously. Another cup. You fill it up. Drift off to sleep. See you in my dreams. Early to fall. It's too late to rise. Numbing the pain because nothing will change. You know I want you bad. Love me. I won't look back. Tell me you're through. Anything you're ready for, I'm ready for it. You know I want you bad. Love me. I won't look back. Tell me you're through. Anything you're ready for, I'm ready for it. Constant searching to try and find inside of you what I deserve. I know I should know better than to think it's working because what we share just don't compare to how you hurt me. Hennessy on your lips got you talking real sweet, baby. Talk is cheap, baby. Show it to me. You keep on saying you got what I need, babe. Make me believe. Take me seriously. Another cup, you fill it up. Drift off to sleep. See you in my dreams. Early to fall, it's too late to rise. Numbing the pain, because nothing will change. You know I want you bad. Love me, I won't look back. Tell me you're through. Anything you're ready for, I'm ready for it. You know I want you bad. Love me, I won't look back. Tell me you're through. Anything you're ready for, I'm ready for it. Henny talk. So here's my theory. I think that she either just got off a bad breakup or she's in a bad situation or something. And there's somebody that she knows um, and glancing or maybe somebody that she's wanted for a little bit, but knows that, you know, he's probably like a bit of an asshole or probably ain't got everything together that she's looking for in a relationship. But she's like, bump it because she's drunk. So like, you know what I'm saying? And like, sometimes when you get hella drunk, not that I know from experience, my, you know, a couple of my homeboys told me this, but you know, when you drunk, like dumb, twisted drunk, a lot of times you can taste the alcohol on the lips. Like when you kiss somebody. So when she says Hennessy on your lips, got you talking real sweet, talk is cheap, show it to me. I think she's, she's looking for like that replacement to fill in the gap in her soul while she's drunk that night. That's why she says, um, love me, I won't look back. Right? Not necessarily meaning she's literally not looking back. She's just saying she wants that love feeling, but she'll know what it is by the time it's over. She won't look back literally to fall in love. You won't. Bro, that, that song lit. The song better than me reading, and I ain't gonna lie to you. You better than Nah, bro. I'm just trying to keep up with you, my dog. But um, yeah, man. I think like we're ready to transition over where you tell us uh where they can you know reach us on email, boo. Oh, that would be uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And Twitter. Balls underscore podcast. And Facebook. Ball sports podcast. Shit. Well, we done then, I know. Like Weezy said. We out of here? But Weezy doesn't say it. Does Weezy say we out of here? Weezy never says we out of here, does he? It's Weezy out of here. No, we, well, that's future that says that. But <clears throat> anyway, it's all right. Well, you, you just got here yesterday. Um, so listen, yeah. for the 198th time, we're done. You know, I could be listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us and really appreciate it. Just, you know, keep giving us these clicks and we're going to keep giving you these, you know, bomb-ass content to ride to and vibe to, potentially get high to. And don't just give us no clicks. Make sure you actually listen to our show, too. We appreciate the show, but, like, 
listen and give us feedback and shit. Stop being cap. Tell us what we need to change. What segments you like, dude? Exactly. For you know, we get mad up in this thing. Yeah. All right. Like Wheezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly Negroes. You little scallywags. We had to do it one time. Shout out to the boy Dylan. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Be here with you. Fuck with this gang gang. Why well, did that like he's going to be able to see that? It's ridiculous. All right, we got it. <laughs>